This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's up, folks? Welcome to Hidden in Plain Sight. Brandon Steele back after a week off. Had to take care of some business with old Prime Tom 99 uh, down in Austin. So that was fun. I got very sunburned, which is part of the reason I was unable to record because uh, it didn't look great. Didn't look great, gonna be honest. You know, lack of melanin really kills me sometimes. Not with the police, but on the beach. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was good times, but we're, we're back after our brief hiatus to continue the solo show saga. Uh, and I'm going to get into some other stuff, but I first need to address, speaking of primetime 99, uh, Mr. Dave Portnoy decided to act like a bitch and, uh, freaked out because one of his people posted Alex's video from... Uh, Las Vegas on the Twitters, and Dave had it pulled down. And not only that, he went at old primetime, which was very much bitch move. Uh, now, I'm not going to speak on this too much because I got some long plays in the work. Y'all will hear about that down the road. Uh, but I just wanted to, you know, briefly address it to say, fuck Dave Portnoy. Yeah, fuck Dave Portnoy. I don't have beef with anyone else at Barstool just yet. Although KFC talked some shit a while back, so he can get it too. But everybody else, I'm fine with. But Dave, fuck Dave Portnoy. I eagerly await giving him the David Wilcock treatment. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Uh, let's see. Speaking of other douchebags. So Andrew Tate got banned off Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. TikTok, pretty much everything. Let's put it that way. Uh, Now, obviously I am very against censorship because I need idiots on the internet saying stupid things. It's kind of like crucial. You know? If I don't have retards out there making content, what am I going to talk about? Huh? That's... It's kind of necessary for me. So that I'm against because it hurts me uh, in the things that I like, okay? And I'm not worried about other people, just being honest. Uh, So, yes, so they banned Tate off everything, and I find this offensive as well because, you know, according to my sources, he's literally retarded, you know? Like, not only has he been taking kicks to the head, he's been taking hits from the tism stick. So, he's just very, like, autistic. And I don't think we should should punish autistic people for being, you know, mentally deficient. It's not their fault, you know. It's the extra chromosome's fault. But, 
Like I heard that he's he's just like obsessed with She-Hulk apparently. Just keeps watching the first episode over and over again. It's pretty weird. Yeah. By the way, I will be reviewing uh, the first two episodes of She-Hulk on the Patreon this week. So if you want to go to patreon.com slash hidden in plain sight pod and sign up for that, tons of content there. Uh, but yeah, he's just autistically obsessed with She-Hulk. And, uh, you know, that's weird. But I guess he just considers, you know, her a high value female because she could kick his ass. Who am I to judge? Now, I could give some of these youths out there listening to Mr. Tate some better advice on how to get women, and it's pretty pretty simple. Uh, lower your standards. Yep. Instead of looking for a nine, you know, how about you go to like a six? You know? We can't all go to the cream of the crop. So just be realistic. You're probably not that good looking if you're, you know, going to Andrew Tate videos for inspiration. So there's probably not a good chance you're going to pull anything better. So, yeah, just uh, lower those expectations. You know, fatties need to be included. Be realistic, you know. And look for other things, like maybe she can really fucking cook. Mm? Or practice, you know. Practice makes perfect. So, stop expecting so much, okay? If you're a loser, you know, you can work on that, but you're starting from here. So, it's just the hand that God dealt you. And God is quite a prick sometimes. And and look, Andrew Tate's going to be fine. I think he's going to be on Rumble or some shit. Gab, whatever, you know, there's places to go. It's just funny who they decide to fuck with, Right? To get to the point where you're like, Andrew Tate is dangerous. We need to get him taken down immediately because he's got 12-year-old boys calling girls fat in class, which I will say that's that's pretty funny, but that also was something I think was happening, you know, before Andrew Tate. I don't think he's exactly responsible for uh, young boys making fun of girls. The real reason to kick him off is that he's probably, you know, running like a sex trafficking slash cam girl operation and scamming dudes out of money in a pyramid scheme. But let's not get into that now because that's literally not the reason they kicked him off, which is rather ironic. The actual crimes is not what he's in trouble for. What he's in trouble for is because he, you know, wants women to put their number on their forehead. Which again, that's an autistic thing to suggest. Autistic people love numbers. Some of them can't do math, but they love numbers. You know? Like they love trains. They'll never get to be a real conductor, but they still love the train. So I think, you know, Andrew Tate is very similar in that regard. You know? He's just autistic about being a dick. You know? He's got the douchebag tism. And it's entertaining to watch. You can't deny it. Maybe not in long form because, goddamn, he's dumb. But in, in clips, you know, rather entertaining. So, like, like most autistic people are. I mean, I'd put myself in that category. The retards are the ones who are entertaining. Okay? 
Now, what will be interesting is if he turns into like a a weird Batman villain, you know, kind of like the Joker if he was just a kickboxer who hated women out here just causing chaos with his misogynistic 60-second clips. Well, Batman, I believe your wife is fat. Harley Quinn, you've gotten rather fat these days. You're going to embarrass me in front of the bat. Lose some weight, fat cunt. I mean, I guess he's already a villain. This is mostly like his his villainous persona coming into the spotlight. And I assume, you know, he's going to get worse. Which, good for him. If if this ever happens, you got to come out saying just wilder shit to really prove, you know, you don't give a fuck. And once you... There's... This is the other the other part. Once you get kicked off and you settle into the other territory on the other platforms, there's a liberating effect with that. Once you can just, you know, you know you can let it fly because they've already got you. They already hit you. That's a pretty liberating thing. So he's probably going to say some even wilder shit, and, you know, until he gets, like, deported from Romania or something. It's not going to end well for him, let's be honest. Allegedly. So speaking of morons, I found this article uh, last week, and it's, it's great. So this article is titled, uh, We have sex nine times a day, but our healthy sex addiction pays $6,000 per month. The article goes on, A kinky couple from Britain has revealed they have sex nine times a day and at $6,000 a month in the process. Tyler Thompson, 23, and Aaron Sanigan, 19, have become addicted to recording their romps and uploading them on OnlyFans, where they are hugely popular content creators. The Lusty Lovers boast more than 15,000 paying subscribers, with Sanigan cooing over the cash in an interview with SWNS. Let me address a few things. First of all, $6,000 a month, that's respectable. That's good money. I, I would support that. Not crazy money for OnlyFans, okay? Belle Delphine was pulling in like $2.4 a month. I personally know a handful of fine gals that are making, you know, easy five figures. So let's pump the brakes on making it seem like you're doing something incredible. You're... You're just making porn. And that brings me to my second point. This isn't a, an addiction. You, you have a second job. That's it. You, you literally have... Having sex nine times a day takes a lot of time. Okay? And if you put all this time and effort into it, I assume some production value, if you got that many subscribers, uh, you know, that's... You're just, you just got a gig. This is a second job. Now, I would just do this, but apparently they have kept uh, both their jobs. And, no, shocker here, uh, Sanigan says, my dad was not happy, but my mom came around. She said it's okay as long as we're having fun, which we are. I would have said it's okay as long as you're making enough money. But, uh, shocker, their dad's not thrilled. So the pair uh, both have kept their jobs up until now. 
the chick works in social care for adults with autism, and the dude's a bricklayer. So I don't even know what the fuck a bricklayer is, to be completely honest. But I assume from the looks of this dude, she probably met him at work. And her work, not his. So, you know. Once again, touch of the tism, not necessarily a bad thing. So uh, they're on top of their regular jobs, and also, let's just say, it's incredible that she's allowed to still be a social care worker when you're fucking on camera. They, that's usually incompatible. So she must be really fucking good at her job. And I applaud her for that. You know, she's putting in 110% in both areas. Uh, but yeah, my, my biggest issue with this entire piece is that they're making it seem like they're doing something rather remarkable when in reality, you just have a job. You just, you didn't invent porn, okay? Porn has been around forever. You didn't even invent anything on OnlyFans. You're just doing what everyone else is. Now, props for the money, but fucking settle down, okay? You know? This dude's dick's gonna fall off Busting nine times a day. You know he's got nothing coming out by the fifth load. On top of that, calling it an addiction is kind of offensive, you know? Like, addictions aren't supposed to give, like, like, addictions aren't supposed to lead to good things. Addictions are the things that, like, ruin your life. So to be like, yeah, we're just addicted to fucking on camera for money. Like, like, no, I I think you just need the money. If you were addicted, you'd be, like, doing it for free, you know, or paying people to watch. So I have, I have issue with calling it uh, saying they're addicted because that belittles the, the life-shattering consequences of addiction. If I got paid $6,000 a month to shoot heroin, that's not an addiction. It's a job, okay? Same, same scenario here. You paid me six grand to just do blow every day. You know, nine times a day, I got to do coke. It's not really an addiction. I'm just fulfilling my, you know, job responsibilities. So it doesn't count. And I use that loophole a lot. But props to this couple for monetizing their fucking, I guess. I don't know. It's becoming less and less impressive as it goes on mostly because it seems so easy and i know like most of the girls on there probably don't make money or much money at all but it's just it's really not anything worth writing home about unless you're making like six figures a month you know when like maybe that's newsworthy then but 6k a month i mean that's good but it's not enough to get me terribly excited I would still, yeah, like, I would not tell them to stop. It's good money, you know. Might as well milk that for what it's worth, pun intended. Then there's another thing that's been trending this week, which was quiet quitting. Gen Z is calling it. Uh, And once again, they've demonstrated their ignorance, these youths, because quiet quitting has been around for a while. It's just called phoning it in. Like, you didn't invent phoning it in just now. You just came up with a, you know, alliteration for it. 
which I love alliterations. Don't get me wrong. I'm autistic for alliterations, so I like that. But we need to stop acting like these kids are doing things that hadn't been done before. I think it's leading to their, uh, you know, their oversized egos because they think everything they come up with is something new. No. People have always hated their jobs, but they need money. Thus, you go in and you do exactly what's required and nothing more. You know? Doesn't mean you do shitty work, but you just go in, you get it done, you don't care, you're living for the weekend. Living for the weekend. That's been around forever. Okay? So Gen Z needs to fucking settle down with this quiet quitting shit. Because you know what happens if you talk too much about it? Uh, the jig is going to be up. You know. Don't tweet that you're doing this. Okay, you're going to have fucking your manager walk around seeing what you're doing. Hey, how you doing on your work today? Huh? See you working hard over there. Yeah, I saw those tweets last night. You know, we need 110% of this company. And that's another problem with them, is they don't know how to keep a secret. I, I'm starting to believe, you know, I'm starting to develop a theory that due to them growing up with social media being as prevalent as it is, I think they may be evolutionarily losing their ability to keep secrets. Because they feel the need to put everything on the fucking internet. It baffles my mind. I don't understand it. I don't even like tweeting jokes half the time because I think it's stupid and I don't like giving the robots my thoughts. Those thoughts are mine and I don't feel like sacrificing them at the altar of Twitter. Now, I do like the Aztecs because I'm trying to get one to go viral, but, you know, I still don't love it. Just because I sacrifice the baby doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy it. I just need rain. And they didn't have any better options. So they took a risk. You know, it's what leaders do. They make decisions, the tough ones. But uh, this is another reason why, I mean, I don't really have hiring power. But if I did, I would probably try to avoid these fucking losers that comprise Gen Z, okay? And also, you only get to quiet quit after you've been there a while. If you start, you know, just phoning it in on day one, it's kind of a shitty thing to do, you know? You got to at least care for, like, the first year. And then after the first year, do whatever you want. You've probably figured out that your job actually takes you about four hours a day, realistically, you know, so you can just show up, and dick around, you know, and you'll finish everything. So Gen Z should just uh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Unless you agree with me and watch me and, like, you know, love the show, then you're not the ones I'm talking about. You're one of the good ones. You're very well-spoken, as they say. So another story I loved this week that uh, came out was a story about a bride whose wedding invite disaster directed guests to Pornhub. Quote, sorry, mom. Uh, the bride-to-be is kicking her wedding off with a bang. 
an absent-minded fiancé accidentally directed guests of her upcoming nuptials to Pornhub.com, an X-rated content platform with hardcore clips and with hardcore clips of folks getting their freak on, rather than her official wedding website. I got my wedding invitation in the mail today. I made a very large mistake, confessed the blushing bride, only digitally known as at Squidward Tentacles. You gotta love when they quote someone's Twitter handle, and it's just something very stupid. That's, you know, I mean, look, a lady with a Twitter handle that's at Squidward Tentacles seems like a dumb broad. I'm just saying. She might be stupid. Uh, I forgot I put this fun website as a placeholder. She added, showcasing her gold-trimmed RSVP card and zooming in on the Pornhub address where her wedding information should have been printed. Now, I have questions and some thoughts. First of all, I don't think you just casually use Pornhub.com as a placeholder. I find that a little suspicious, okay? Who the fuck uses Pornhub.com as a placeholder? A freak. That's who. Or someone addicted to porn. Literally, why would you not use Google? You're going to delete this? Is this literally just to make her laugh? Maybe. That still makes her very fucking weird. You know? I, I could have, you know, if I could have gone with it if, like, you know, it was a link to the, a sex tape with her and her fiance, with her and uh, her fiance, that would have been funny. You know, if on the wedding invite you sent out the link to your sex tape where your fiance is just banging you so that all your wedding ge- uh, guests can get a sneak preview of what wedding night's going to look like. I'm on board with that. That's pretty funny. Weird, but funny. You know, but I call bullshit on her saying she accidentally used this as a placeholder. What else is she using this as a placeholder on? You know, is she like writing her resume and using Pornhub.com as a placeholder? Huh? And how often does she go to Pornhub.com that it would occur to her that it would be, you know, a giggle to use that as a placeholder for the actual website. Because that feels like something... uh, You you probably go to Pornhub.com a lot if you're willing to use it as a placeholder on your wedding invitations. So I think there's a little more to that. I think she's trying to play a little cover here because actually, you know, I would assume the fiancé probably thought it was funny. The dude would always think that's kind of funny. If the, if the man had done that, his wife would be horrified and furious. But because she did it, it's it's pretty funny. So I don't think he cared. You know? I'd get Pornhub to sponsor the wedding. Why not? She clearly likes the website. So, I mean, if you can get your wedding paid for, you know, maybe they throw up a video of them fucking on their wedding night. I'm sure it would do big. People are into that type of stuff. You know, Warner Brothers is merging HBO Max with Discovery Plus. They want to do more reality. How about this? 
How about Pornhub? This is a series where they sponsor, you know, weddings and they pay for them with the only stipulation being that you record a sex tape on your wedding night, you know, and then you upload it. That seems like a fair trade. If you only do the one video, like, hey, it was our wedding night. We got a $150,000 wedding paid for. Yeah, go for it. Fucking go for it. People love, they love the authenticity. I think that's what they want right now. People want authenticity. And you only get authenticity through reality TV. It's the whole brand. So, you know, like if they did Pimp My Ride, they could do Pornhub My Wedding. Probably could come up with a better name. But I like that. Shit, maybe we get, uh, we get old Exhibit the host as well. Yo, we gonna Pornhub your wedding. Shout out X of the Z. One of the most underrated rappers of all time. Uh, but yeah, I do like Pornhub My Wedding. Get a bunch of fucking people who are getting married who can't afford the wedding. You know, some of them probably already have an OnlyFans. And then, uh, yeah, you get to film the wedding. It'll be a beautiful ceremony. And then you get a link to go watch them fuck. I think it'd be big. I think that people would like it. It combines the two things that are just, that are huge right now, which is, you know, reality TV and porn. So if you can find a way to merge the two, I think you got a hit on your hands. So Warner Brothers and, uh, so, you know, HBO and Discovery, holla at me. I got the newest hit show for you. I'm going to fuck my wife. Alec Baldwin is back in the news uh, because the Rust actor said his shooting of Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust has, quote, taken years off my life and cost him professionally. Uh, Apparently, he's been fired from up to five jobs, you know, and that's unfortunate that he's lost years off his life. Now, even more unfortunate was the fact that, uh, Helena lost all the years off her life. So I would, you know, if you do the math, I think he still comes out ahead. Because he killed her. And they did rule, and of course this was going to be what they found, that you can't, the gun couldn't accidentally have fired without pulling the trigger. Like, of course he pulled the trigger. That gun was from, like, the 1880s. Okay? It wasn't, like, an M4. Like, you... It was a fucking revolver. So, of course he pulled the trigger. And there's definitely video of it. But I do... You know, I... I love making fun of this dumb fuck. But I also admire... His... Like, he's so narcissistic that... Even in killing another person, he has to be the victim. Not even has to be. He genuinely believes he's the victim here. That he's the one suffering. Because I guess she's already dead. So, her suffering is over. His goes on. Okay? Yeah, what's done? She died. Yeah, but have you ever lost a leading role in a blockbuster movie? Didn't think so. And you don't know that pain. There are pains worse than death. Like losing out on a Marvel role. 
Baldwin said I got fired from another job yesterday. There I was, all set to go to a movie, jump on a plane. I've been talking with these guys for months, and they told me yesterday, we don't want to do the film with you because of this. It's remarkable that he doesn't realize he needs to, like, disappear for a minute, okay? Like, Batgirl just got canceled because they need a tax write-off. You think anyone's going to spend real money bringing you onto a movie where you just murdered your last director of photography? Well, he also pledged to never use a real gun again, which, okay, sure. If I'm still the person behind the camera, I'm concerned. On top of that, you know, Mr. Baldwin here doesn't exactly have the best reputation minus a gun. He's pretty fond of, uh, you know, physical violence. So, not conducive to, you know, making movies. Baldwin goes on to say, If I didn't have my wife, I don't know where I would be right now. If I didn't have her, I probably would have quit, retired, gone off, you know, sold everything I owned, got a house in the middle of nowhere, and just, you know... Find something else to do, sell real estate. He could still do that. I'm not sure if he realizes that he could literally move to the middle of nowhere anytime he wants. He's rich. He's got plenty of money. It's not like he has to keep working. But no, no, he has to, you know, persevere through these trials and tribulations. Because if he doesn't, well, you know, then then everyone wins, except him. So he has to be a martyr. Which is one of the stranger complexes to have when you're a very wealthy, incredibly famous celebrity. To somehow always feel like you're the martyr. You know? Really exemplifies how disconnected from reality playing pretend for a living can do can like make you not only will he not take any blame on himself he continues to put blame on the uh the armorer someone put a live bullet in the gun who should have known better baldwin told cnn that was gutierrez reed's job her job was to look at the her job was to look at the ammunition and put in the dummy round or the blank round and there wasn't supposed to be any live rounds on the set which he is correct Technically, it was this chick's job. And she was woefully underqualified and clearly didn't know what she was doing. But he still shot the gun. While they were doing a practice, you know, while they were just walking through a scene, they weren't even technically filming this scene yet. So he had no reason to fire anything. Yet he did. So once again, the question is, I don't know, folks, I've been here and he might have done it on purpose. You know, look, Alec Baldwin is, he's a pretty unstable guy, not a stable genius like myself. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he did it, you know, intentionally. I'm just saying, you know, allegedly. That is the other thing Baldwin said is that he thought uh, Trump supporters were going to chase him down and shoot him. Which is very funny because this dude has armed security. And lives in like a gated estate. But again, gotta be the victim. Gotta be the victim. That might be funny, you know, if you were going to pitch a movie to him. You could do like a drama slash comedy. 
where Alec Baldwin just plays Alec Baldwin and continually gets victimized. Even though not really, it's things he causes. But because he gets blamed for it, he then assumes uh, the role of victim. That could be entertaining, you know? A satirical examination of the narcissistic delusions of Hollywood actors. You know, a think piece. Something you get a nice uh, nice long article about. Maybe a premiere at Cannes. Tell them to call Discovery Plus. Because uh, they need anything they can get. So the Finnish Prime Minister uh, had some videos leaked where she was uh, twerking and grinding on, uh, on a night out that went viral. Santa Marin, 36, was forced to deny she had taken drugs after the leaked videos led to calls from fellow Finnish MPs for her to be tested. Hilarious, because uh, most politicians, in a little inside baseball here, are degenerates who do drugs constantly. So I feel like if you tested, if you tested Congress right now, uh, I think we're probably popping hot like at least 50-50, if not higher. You know, what's the point of being powerful if you don't get to have a little fun? So Marin, known as the party PM, for her more relaxed approach to government, took the test on Friday, paying for it herself, according to a government press release. Now she tested negative, so she wasn't on any drugs. She was just shit-faced. And you know what? First of all, she's pretty hot, so I'm inclined to give her a pass right there. You know, 36, that's, she's hot. She's looking good. And there was also another video that came out where I guess a Finnish model was like naked, making out with some other chick, like at her summer home. So she sounds like a good time, if I'm being honest. You know, like I'd party with this PM. If she wants, you know, if she wants to invite me to the next, uh, the next get together, I'm down. This lady sounds fun. And honestly, who the fuck cares, okay? She's the Finnish PM. How much can her job really matter? Apparently not that much. She's got time to just go get fucked up on the weekends. But, like, who cares? Who cares? All of our politicians do this. We really shouldn't give a fuck. She's rich, powerful, and hot. So I really don't see the problem. If video of AOC came out where she was hammered, you know, twerking, like, in the Senate and like in the congressional chambers, I wouldn't care. Even if she was just, you know, out at like a club partying and was just, you know, twerking on some other chick, maybe making out with one. I'm not going to care. I'm not, I'm, I think that's awesome. That rules. I applaud politicians for doing this out in the open. You want to go be, uh, you know, part of the community, you know, with your people. Go to a club in whatever area you represent and go fucking party with your constituents. Okay? That's how you build trust and build connections. You know, if I were ever to run for office, that'd be one of my pledges. Okay? Friday nights, I'm coming out. We're going to go get fucked up and we're going to have fun. I don't even care if you voted for me. I'm a man of the people. Okay? If you want to come and have a good time, everyone's invited. Because that's the whole point of, you know, getting power. 
is to do whatever you want. You know, we need to give up on this idea that people get into positions of power to do things that are, you know, good. If they do good things, that's great. You know, it's probably just tangential, you know, happened more as a byproduct of, you know, them just doing whatever the fuck they want. But like, you know, that should be part of the thing. Now, I'd like them to not do the corruption part where they take money from uh, private companies, in ex- which are basically bribes. But I very much support them being to openly party. Yeah, get rid of drug testing for Congress. I don't give a fuck. Let them be coked out. They did, I mean, there's a study a few years back, probably two or three, where they tested the, uh, the wastewater at, uh, at the British Parliament and it was like 80% came back positive for, for cocaine. So all those members of British Parliament are just coked out of their mind, arguing with each other over Brexit. That's funny. I like that. And it's productive, you know? As long as you do your drugs properly, you can do the work. Look, JFK was fucked up his whole presidency. They were shooting him up with opiates. Dude was drinking heavy. Smoking Stokes, and he, like, and he got his shit done. I mean, you know, he ended that whole issue with the Soviets, which would have been a problem, and he did it high as a kite. Okay. Now, so did Hitler, but I'm just gonna say that helped his, you know, efficiency. I don't like what he did with it, but it made him efficient, uh, and also eventually made him go completely fucking insane. Because meth is not good for you. But JFK did it right. You know, Bill Clinton, another great example. George Bush, a fantastic example as well. Both known to party. Party hard, in fact. You know, and I'm fine with that. That makes the president cool. And I think, like, that's what some people liked about Donald, is he'd fucking do whatever he wanted. You know, now he didn't, he doesn't drink or anything, but he embodies the spirit. So yeah, I like I like politicians who act like their constituents. I don't need these goody two shoes motherfuckers out here being all moralistic and shit. Like yeah, we need a couple of them. They can't all beat degenerates. But I'm fine with more of the politicians being it because they're doing it anyways. You know, like this this Finnish MP was clearly partying regularly. It just happened that this finally leaked. Like, I doubt it was even a surprise to anyone who knew her. You don't just become party girl overnight. That's something you kind of earn a reputation as. And this is why they get islands, you know? Because we won't let them do it out in the open. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they should do the pedophilia out in the open. Not, Not cool with that. That's not great. But let them, you know, do all the the other shit out in the open. At least they'll get caught if they do anything illegal. When you shame them like this and leak videos, that's how you, that's how you, you know, ostracize them and they go, well, fuck it then. I'm going to go get an island too. And that's going to lead to bad places. We all know the second you get an island, you usually end up having sex slaves shipped there. Wouldn't be surprised if Andrew Tate gets an island anytime soon. Probably to flee more, you know, charges. But also because, you know, he could, I bet he'd run a fine resort. 
Don't get me wrong. He'd run a great resort. Be like Jeffrey Epstein's Island, but with, you know, women who are barely over 18 instead of uh, barely 12. So that would, that'd be cool. You know, Andrew Tate's resort, he already kind of does it with this fucking, I don't know, his, his gay man guide or whatever the fuck it is. So yeah, why not? Dude claims he's got all this dough. Go buy yourself an Island where you can have a little autonomy. You know, you fly people in for the events. You get to charge way more money. And, uh, and you might be able to run a fine establishment. You know, maybe that's his real calling. Instead of this, you know, douchebag motivational speaker, if that's what you want to call him, he could just be a really good, uh, you know, host and property manager. Maybe he was always destined for that industry. You know, a little too edgy to run a Marriott hotel, but perfect to run an you know to run an island where people fly in to smoke cigars, be told that they're pussies, but how they can fix themselves and then get laid. I don't know. Could also work for a great reality TV show. Who doesn't want to see Andrew Tate try to manage and try to manage a fuck island? And that's what I would call it, Andrew Tate's fuck island. So everybody knows what they're getting. That'd be great reality TV. Just him trying to, you know, figure out the hospitality industry. Making sure all the rooms are cleaned and whatnot. You know, and if any of his cleaning ladies get out of hand, he just pulls the belt out and beats them right there on camera. Because that's allowed on whatever island he purchases. I do wonder what the sovereignty is with those islands. Like, do they all have, like, do they all just basically, I'm become become sovereign little little specks of land. I mean, it was certainly that way with Jeffrey, but he also seemed to have been, you know, paying off some of the security. But if you buy one like the middle of nowhere, if it's far enough away from another mainland, I would assume you get to make the rules. What's the point of buying an island if it's not like the place you get to set the laws, Right. If I'm investing in an island, I get to make the rules. You know, as they say, like, my, this is my house, my rules. This is my island, my laws. And the laws are just pay and I don't care. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch that. Who wouldn't watch that? Put it on Rumble if we have to. You know? I think he could sell it to a bigger platform, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. And I'm sure he would love to buy an island. The man is an island, metaphorically speaking, at the moment. So why not get a real island where, you know, all the things you do are legal? Seems like the smart move to me. And you know what? You know who could come for the first season? This Finnish PM. Maybe a few of our American politicians. Maybe a Brit or two. We make this, you know, a global thing. They all fly in, you know, to experience Andrew Tate's fuck island, you know? Because, yeah, sure, all those politicians are, like, corrupt, but the game is the game. I'm not going to get mad at a politician for his corruption, okay? You're, who wants to be the only good politician, like, in all of Congress? Who wants to be that dweeb? 
I guess Ron and Rand Paul, maybe. But outside them, like, no. No, they want to be cool. And you know what's cool? Legal bribery. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool, you know? So don't be mad at the politicians. Be mad at, like, you know, the Jews or the Chinese or whoever's buying them off. I don't know, big oil, big pharma, all the bigs, you know, none of the littles, none of the littles never have the money, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at them. They're just doing what anyone would do. Do you really believe that if I got into Congress, I would not be doing exactly what Nancy Pelosi does? She has set the perfect template, old Nance. Old gal got in there worth nothing, worth about a hundred million, maybe a hundred and fifty at this point. You know, husband got a DUI. Ooh boy, if you haven't watched the DUI video of uh, Paul Pelosi, go check that out because he is fucking lit. I mean, zooted, bro. I wanted to, I really wanted to find out what his number was. They didn't release his breathalyzer number, but I can assume it was it was pretty high up there because he could he couldn't even stand. He had to hold on to the fucking side of the car. You know, dude wasn't even following the questions properly. So at least he earned that DUI. Like, there's nothing gayer than getting a DUI because you blow like a point zero eight one. Like that's fucking whack. But if you, you know, if you're shit-faced and you blow like a .12, you earned that motherfucker. And look, he's Paul Pelosi. Apparently he's going to spend five days in jail, which I'm sure will be the most comfortable cell they can find. And then he's off. So not really, not really a punishment in my eyes. But again, what is the point of having all of this power if you're not going to use it? It, that would be a waste, you know? As Shane Gillis once said, if you got white privilege, you got to use that shit every now and then, right? If you've got it, use it, or you're just wasting it. So if you've got immense political power, use that shit to not only get out of DUIs, but to just blatantly commit, uh, you know, insider trading. That's what I'd be doing. Driving drunk and insider trading. That's my other platform. So on top of I'm going to go out every Friday and get fucked up with my constituents and party, I'm also going to get a DUI and make a shit ton of money doing insider trading. But I'm going to be honest about it. That's, that's my real, you know, the real pitch of my campaign is transparency. I want you to know exactly what I'm doing that's illegal and corrupt. But, despite my corruption, I'm still going to work for the American people. It's ridiculous to think we can't do all of those. Okay? Yeah, Pelosi just passed the bill making, uh, you know, computer pro- processing chips uh shortly after her husband had dumped stock, but we also need those. So she's filling a need, 
while making money on the side because of her inside knowledge. I'm fine with that. Look, this is capitalism, baby. Little bit of, a little bit of corruption is kind of what you need to grease the wheels. It doesn't work as smoothly without a little corruption here or there. So we need to not get so mad about it. Okay? As long as it's just monetary, who fucking cares? Like, if they, if they start selling secrets to foreign countries, yeah, maybe we should check that one out. Capitol Records is severing ties with AI rapper FN Mika and apologizes to the black community. Google FN Mika if you don't, because he's very strange looking. Kind of a Travis Scott, you know, like Kodak Black hybrid. And by that, I mean he looks retarded and has face tattoos. So, shocker. So, Capitol Records is severed ties with the recently signed, and by recently signed, I believe this was like a week before, uh, recently signed AI rapper FN Mika, who came under intense scrutiny after clips of the project using the N-word went viral. CMG has severed ties with the FN Mika project effective immediately. We offer our deepest apologies to the black community for our insensitivity in signing this project without asking enough questions about equity and the creative process behind it. We thank those who have reached out to us with constructive feedback in the past couple of days. Your input was invaluable as we came to the decision to end our association with the project. So there's a few things there that are interesting. First of all, the AI is black. So realistically, he should be able to say the N-word. We're talking about rap music here. The amount of black dudes who rap that don't use that word, you could count on like you could count it on your two hands. It's under ten. So that seems like an odd sticking point. Now I think part of it was that the initial designers were white, but the way these AIs work is you feed them information and they learn based off that. So if they're just feeding him rap music. Of course he's going to use the fucking word. It's a very useful word rap-wise. If we're talking about, you know, lyrics and linguistically. It's flexible. Works a lot of ways. Uh, And also, why are we canceling AI rappers? Why are we even creating them in the first place? You know? Like, he's, he's a fake person. Have him apologize. Remove it from the code. That's kind of the benefit of this is you can control them. But instead they had to cut ties with a fake rapper. You know? And if we're doing if we're already doing this, because let's be honest, they're not gonna get better, then why are we even going this far? This seems this whole wanting to push AI influencers, it's fucking weird. And I don't like it. Mostly because we have plenty of losers out there trying to fill these positions. Okay? Are there not enough struggle rappers out there that we need to create AI versions? I think there's plenty of shitty struggle rappers that could be promoted and are real people. And they probably wouldn't get canceled this quick. You know? So all you got to do is take the image you were going to use with the AI rapper, find one of these other losers, 
give him that same image. Shit, maybe he still uses the AI lyrics because he's probably a shitty writer. And then you've created the same thing. But it's a person. And I don't know, I haven't seen their books, but maybe maybe it's just really business savvy decision to go AI because you don't have to pay him anything. But alas, that doesn't really matter if uh, they keep getting cut from the labels because they're saying race is shit. And also, why does every AI that seems to be created end up being racist? What is going on here? Every time I read about one of these AIs, it's talking about either like Nazis or saying like we should reintroduce slavery. I don't get it. They're, smo- they're supposed to be smart. Now, I guess it's still to the point where people are programming it, and because people are fucking dumb, these AIs are coming out fucking dumb. But I think we need to look a little further into why they all end up racist. That seems like a bad trend. I mean, not for white people. I'll be fine. But for everyone else. Because it's not like this FN Mika was out here calling motherfuckers honkies and shit. You know, like if he'd have gone like black Hebrew Israelite, that would have been funny. If he was just like, yeah, the white man is the devil. They came out of the Caucasus Mountains. You know, they whitewashed all of our black history and we should genocide them. He'd probably still have his deal. There's plenty of rappers out there that are basically black Hebrew Israelites or part of the nation of Islam. Who believes something like that? So that's what I would do. Just have this motherfucker convert to Islam. Or to the black Hebrew Israelites. He can find religion. That's how I know these people creating this shit aren't that creative. You haven't thought through this entire character's arc. You know? Like think of Eminem's arc. Or Dr. Dre's career arc. Had a lot of ups and downs. You know? So they're not even thinking for the future. Or you want to make it funnier? Have him, like, catch a case in the metaverse. Have FN Mika go in the metaverse, you know, and, like, commit a drive-by shooting against one of his rivals who he kills in the metaverse and then gets arrested and has to go do, like, five years in the meta prison, you know, for digital murder, you know. Because that would at least be an interesting story. There's a lot of rappers who go do time and come back out. Plus, if he goes and does time, he can come back a changed AI. You know, they can, you know, update his programming to whatever fringe black supremacist religion he ends up joining. You know, reading the Quran would probably help his rap lyrics. Just saying. It seems like the people coding these AIs aren't good at it. Or they're too good at it, and they're all just very racist. You know, maybe that's an overlooked part of this story, is that a lot of the AI coders are actually just, you know, bigoted racists. Which would explain why all the AIs are bigoted racists. So we'll see. I don't know. It does help me feel, it it does reinforce my belief that We don't really have to worry about the AI taking over for a while. 
Because as long as humans are still in charge of creating it, it's only going to be as smart as those humans. And it's going to have a lot of the same flaws, especially if you try to uh, do the algorithmic learning via the Internet. Do not expose the AI to the Internet off the bat. That has never worked. So let's find a new way about this, folks. I think there's a problem here. Well, I think that'll do it for today's show, folks. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter at The Hidden Pod. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Brandon Steel Hidden. Uh, and if you want to sign up for the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash hidden in plain sight pod. Only 333 to join. Uh, always appreciate if you give more, but you get hundreds of hours of content. As I mentioned earlier, I'm going to review the first two episodes of She-Hulk for the Patreon this week because I've heard it is horrible, horrible, very, very bad. And I am a fan of shitty TV. So that should be fun. And if you want to catch that, you can pop over to the Patreon. So yeah, that'll do it for this installment of the Solo Show Saga. Uh, Once again, fuck Dave Portnoy. Mamba out.